Gentlemen, I have to tell you something. Go for it. And I want you to know that I stand before you uh, a corrected man, mm, a humbled go. man, wiser, smarter. Matty rarely never changes his, ever changes get to, his mind. Get to the point. More learned <laughs> uh, and hopefully a better man. So earlier this week, I was taking my grandmother to a doctor's appointment. Okay. And after the doctor's appointment. Can I just say, I have no idea what he, where he's going. <laughs> doctor's appointment. After the doctor's appointment, my grandmother says to me, have you had lunch yet? And I say, no. And she says, let's go get lunch. And I say, okay, Sasa. We call her Sasa. I say, okay, Sasa, where do you want to go? And she names an establishment. Now, as soon as she says this, my heart drops. And I'm thinking, there's no fucking way. I was like, God damn it. But I'm, you know, a good grandson. So I'm like, all right, we'll go. We'll, you know. Get your oh, grub of choice. I know what he's about to say. And we pull up, and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm not really impressed by what I see here. So I get just a, you know, I get something that I have at other establishments that I know I like because I think, you know, how bad could this be? You're doing a good job of leading me on here. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was v- dead wrong about Burger King. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That shit bussing the chicken. So I just got a chicken sandwich like you would get at a Popeyes or you know McDonald's aped it too kind of thing, Mm. and it was fucking delicious. I've heard I've heard that the chicken sandwich from Burger King is especially fantastic. It was really good, and their fries. I still think I'm more partial to McDonald's because I also like the thinness of McDonald's. They're thick, whereas theirs were like thicker cut, but they were the same thing as McDonald's, where they were like a little like. I know some people say soggy about McDonald's fries in like mm. a bad way, but I kind of like the like flimsiness of them. And they kind of had that going to them, but you know, slightly firmer. But they were like salty as shit. Like I was so thirsty after, mm. which I like in a good fry. <laughs> and I unfortunately the strawberry fruitopia wasn't working, so that was a point deducted, mm. oh, okay. uh, and I had to settle for iced tea instead of the nectar of the gods. Um, <laughs> but it was like so good. And then I was mm. talking to Varsha after and cause she always gets the chicken nuggets from there. And she was saying to me, she's like, the chicken nuggets are the same chicken as what's in the chicken sandwich. So mm. now I'm interested to try the chicken nuggets. And now that I tried that, I was, cause I was kind of debating it there in the moment, but I was like, mm. now I'm like, I gotta go get a fucking Whopper, dude. You know, I feel like <laughs> I've heard from multiple people that Burger King is like super underrated and no one really talks about it's it. It's funny it's that almost like a... if it comes out of my mouth, no way. What are you talking <laughs> about? Other people's what, are you ta- I, what are you talking about? Are you, are you saying that I, I heard you talk about how good Burger King I is and I said feel, it's horrible? Yeah. That, I've, never that even tra- bro, I've never even tried it. That definitely happened. I've never even tried it. Listen, now let's not get too carried away here. At the end of the day, it's fast food and it's all garbage and it's sure. whatever. But of all the fast food garbage... I I was wrong about Burger King, and I have mm. to, like, dip my toe into this world now because, you know. Can you apologize to me? I, Patrick, I'd like to apologize to you. But can you also apologize because I feel like I was trying to make it a point for all of us. And, and you know, your grandma asked, so, of course, you're going to go. Yes, but, you like, wanted us to all also, go, which I still think we should. We mm. should, yes. But also, I'm surprised you're saying, like, you're insinuating that I was, like, against you. <laughs> because when we were in Toronto, I wanted to do it. I wanted to try it. I was excited to try it. But we were like, let's you're wait right. for everybody. You're right, I'm mistaken. Uh, but I've never been like, oh, Burger King's probably horrible. I'm not even going to try it. You're right, you're right. Yeah, I never mistaken. said that. Patrick, I'd like to apologize to you. And more importantly, I'd like to apologize to one Mr. Burger King. The man. <laughs> the man. The man himself. From all the advertisements. May, pl- may I please have a water? <laughs> whopper, 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 whopper. whopper. Yeah. yeah, I just, I got to 
you know, I got to get into this world now. I'm interested to see. I don't think it will ever hit the heights of McDonald's still. I mean, let's not get too crazy here. Even the dessert selection. I mean, Revenue-wise, revenue come on. Well, sure. But even the dessert can we, selection. Can we search that up? What? The revenue? Search up revenue of Burger King and revenue of... Uh, it's probably McDonald's. not even comparable. You don't think so? I don't even think I, it's close. I don't think it would be. Do I even be have close. my phone on me? I'm not even going to bother to look it up. And okay, I'm just going to assume McDonald's. I, I'm going to guess, Patrick, that McDonald's straight up has double the, rev- the revenue per really? year. Wow. That's my guess. Yeah, I just, I don't know what it is, but like we're yeah. talking. I don't know okay, what McDonald's. The, <laughs> is it a billion? McDo- a billion. A McDonald's twenty twenty two revenue twenty three point one eight billion. Twenty three billion. Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, there's no way Burger King's touching. <laughs> Burger that. King's hitting maybe ten billion, if that. They're probably not even hitting that. But what else was I going to say? Yeah, I don't think Burger King will ever climb the ranks of my favorite fast food places to get anywhere close to like a McDonald's. One point nine billion. One point nine. So you're talking twenty times more revenue <laughs> for McDonald's. I thought I was saying double. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. So twenty times? Yeah, I mean you're saying twenty three versus one billion. Twenty three billion. One point nine. One point nine. It's more like so ten, two billion. Ten times. More like ten, ten, ten times. Wow. Ten times, yeah. But um, yeah. So like, will Burger King ever be as beloved to me as McDonald's? Of course not. No. Uh, does it have a good chance, I think, at this moment in time with competing like a place like Popeye's to me? Yeah. I think so. Well, also, it's like for me, and I'm sure, I don't know for you as well or for you guys, but certain restaurants, well, you'll go through a phase of like really liking that place. Mm. Like maybe you'll maybe for a month you might prefer getting Burger King over McDonald's because you've just kind of like gotten a little bit bored of McDonald's and this new thing's exciting to you. Yeah, mm. but, to, but generally, you're going to say McDonald's is better overall. Yeah. You know? I hate to bring something up. I've really been reflecting on this experience Maddie and I had <laughs> okay. two months ago. Where? Maybe a month and a half ago. Shelby's just isn't that all that. Oh, my God. I was literally talking to Tony and Pamu today because they went to Shelby's, and I was telling them, I was like, I took Patrick to Shelby's, and I don't think he got it. Yeah, what, did, it's not did, all that. Do they get it? They get it. Okay. It's, it's like, I don't know what you... It's not bad. It's not bad. Listen, having reflected on it, and yeah. I know me and the guys said that we want to try Shawarma G again, like closer to trying Shelby's to directly compare the two. Yeah. Having not done that, I would still venture a guess that Shawarma G is better yeah. than Shelby's, even though it's been a while. Like the like, I have also reflected yeah. on it a little bit. Yeah. Because this is what I spend my free time doing. Um, and I think yeah, Shawarma G in Guelph. Shout out Shawarma G. Yeah. I think better than Shelby's. The thing However, is, Shelby's yeah. like the, you know what Shelby's is the like. The vibe is good, and I respect them for like trying something different. Like yes. they're different from any other. Why, are they, why are they different? Well, because I was gonna say, Mark, because you came with us to Shawarma G the one time. Shawarma right. G is just a straight up like you're getting shawarma, you're getting a wrap. I remember or, it being good, you know, whatever, and it's I delicious. Like it. But it's not shawarma G is where when you want shawarma that mm-hmm. you want like really good shit. Okay, you're going to shawarma G. The thing with Shelby's is they. I mean, you can get just the wraps, but their bowls that they do, A, are massive. Mm-hmm. So it's a good bang for your buck. It is. But they also, like, do a lot more, like, crazy shit with it. So it's kind of like when you want shawarma, but you want to, like, spice things up a little like bit. Like what? What do they do? Well, because like, normally in, like, yeah. I mean, I know you guys do the wraps and not the way I do. No, no, no. I don't do the wraps. I, in the bowls? 99% of the time, I do chicken on rice. Oh, okay. Perfect. In the bowls, then. they put the garlic. They put hummus. They put tomatoes, cu- uh, cucumber, onions, maybe? You can add a bunch of shit to it because, like, so... But that's yeah, the default. Like, I didn't add... Well, yeah, it might be the default because normally, like, at a shawarma G, I would get, like, you know, it's the fries with the chicken on top and the sauces. Yeah. Whereas at this place, it's, like, the fries, the chicken, and the sauces. But, lettuce. yeah, you can get, like, lettuce, tomato. Onions. So it's like a shawarma that, salad. That's basically. kind of. You can get like the, you know, like the crispy, like those onions? crunchy cooked onions. Like mm. you can get those thrown in there. You can add extra chicken. You could do like, like it's 
Part of me is not even interested in that though because I like the experience of chicken on the rock so much with the with the sauce, the garlic sauce and the rice and the chicken. I feel like I don't want to add shit to it. I liked it, but I feel like maybe it was the hummus that did it for me. Yeah, I don't get hummus on on, on It wasn't right. It wasn't really working in my opinion. It was it was like conflicting? hummus is like a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I need to like have you bread. Can, you can like, mix it in with stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, you can, but... I don't know. But yeah, it was interesting. But uh, anyways, we've belabored this long enough here. But so, uh, yeah, Burger King. Can we please Can we please all go out to Burger King? I'd like to try I would I think love we should. that. I would love that. Here's I want to try thing. I'm going to buy a Whopper. Yes. I'm going to buy a chicken sandwich. I want to try both. Here's I, I, my I thing. Want, I would advise you guys not to get the Whoppers. Why not? Like, I have a friend who's like... I met, I referenced him last time we talked about this, um, who used to be a teammate of mine. And he like... He put me on to like different burgers there. Okay. Right. None of them being the Whopper. And it was like legit. No, but the Whopper, have you tried the Whopper? I've, I've tried the Whopper. It's pretty basic. Okay. Here's the I've thing, heard that. It's very and I was going to say to Mark's point, now that I've dipped my toe in, what I want to try next is the Whopper and their chicken nuggets. Because my thing is like, when Do it, they have sweet and sour sauce? Uh, that I don't know. They have to, right? Maybe. It doesn't matter. You can get sweet and sour sauce from anywhere. But if I'm there. getting chicken. What do you mean from anywhere? You want, their, you, go, you from, want their own proprietary sauce or whatever? If I'm going to go to Burger King, I'm not going to bring my own from outside. What do you mean? Oh, that's like, true. No, but if you, have, if you have some at home. I don't have it at home. You don't have, oh, okay. Well, you <laughs> should get some. My thing I was going to say is like, to me, when I think about fast food places, and I know this oh, is I'm, I'm, I'm having sh- uh, sharp heart pain real quick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you guys ever have that like random like sharp yes, pain? Yes, I do. I don't like that. Um, I know this doesn't necessarily count because, like, there's fast food places like Barbarito, which don't have any of this shit. But, like, of your traditional th- kind of fast food places, to me, it's like comparing their main burger. Now I think the chicken burger is in play at a lot of these places. The nuggets and the fries. Wait, so Burger King ha- doesn't have a chicken burger. It has a chicken sandwich. They, yeah, like it's a, like a, a chicken sandwich. Is it, like, elongated? There was more of, like, a subversion, but I got the one that you would get at, like, McDonald's or Popeye's What do you mean? Whatever. What's the difference? The one is just elongated, but it's the same chicken? I think so, but it's on like the yeah, like right. longer, like almost sub bun. So it's just the same chicken, but pulled, pulled a little bit longer. Maybe, or I don't know if there's like well, extra. It's baffling shit. to you. It's ba- chicken is chicken. That's my like guy. that's like if McChick- that's like if McDonald's made a McChicken circular one and then like an a oblong one, one I, but it was the same. I am certain that the oblonged one came first. Well, that's what I thought. Their classic chicken. Yeah, I would was. imagine that's like the more traditional one, and then the cl- the chicken sandwich I got because even it even had like a spicy and a mild variant. Like it's just their okay. knockoff of like Popeyes and oh, all I see that what it shit. is. So it's them trying to play into the chicken sandwich game because yeah, because like, it's, it's like, like lettuce and the mayo and yeah, all, yeah. like it's the same shit as everywhere else, but it was just. It was really good. You know what? I'm going to give a shout out to, to Burger King as well because I remember when I was fasting with my family once, we went um, to get like fish sandwiches because we were on the road mm-hmm. and we had to stop somewhere and we just got some and they were pretty good. Mm. And I remember liking the fries quite a bit. They were nice and thick. Yeah. And the fish sandwich was pretty good. Like better better tasting than like a McDonald's filet fish Because mm. filet fish with like with a lot of stuff at McDonald's feels very like fakey. It doesn't feel like real. It feels kind of like very manufactured. Mm. But like the Burger King one tasted more like actual fish. You know what I'm saying? Right. Anyway. Anyways, Food. well, this has been 11 minutes on Burger King. Holy. So, thank you, Burger King. Shout out, Burger King. I was wrong, Mr. King. Uh, I'd like to offer you an apology. <laughs> Sponsor us. A future episode, please. And give us, our, uh, give us your money, you fucking cowards. Welcome back to episode 13 of Wildly Adequate. Now, 13 is an unlucky number. Will we fuck this episode up? Let's see. Uh, the show about anything, everything, and usually nothing. I am once again one third 
of your host and crew, Mr. Matthew Arso. And I am joined, as always. I cannot believe he's not here. Well, I was going to get to that in a second, I'm but sorry, who, who are you? I'm, I'm Patrick. I'm Patrick for you guys. Mm-hmm. My name is Mark, and I can believe he's not here. Uh, Malcolm is once again not with us. Malcolm has died. That's the second time I've used that joke since he's been away. Uh, no, Malcolm is now back in the country. He got home safe and sound, uh, but he is not joining us uh, again tonight because he's a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not feeling well as well. But I, I, that's not the reason, though. Uh, I'm sure that's a part of it. But I No, mean, it's not even a little bit a part of it. No, it's not. <laughs> he said, He said, I'm not going to be able to get, be ready for that time. That's true. I mean, it's like, also, try harder. He also went to the gym, so it's not like he was, you know... Like yeah. I agree with yeah, you. How yeah, hard yeah. could you? How yeah? How it's hard like, could it's you? Like really tr- it's like try harder. That's all it try, is. Do better. Sure. Be better. Um. So yeah. Anyways. So I know last week we said that Malcolm would be back this week, but he's not. So you know, deal with it. Uh. But hopefully he'll be back next week. Um. So anyways, that means there's only three of us. Three topics. A bit of a shorter episode on your hands. That's again true. For you. We can go to bed. Um, we can go bed bag earlier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can go sleep early, and it'll be less for me to edit. So you know what? In the end, it's whatever. Passion. <laughs> um, I, so I believe I'm starting today is what you we are. settle on so I'd like to I don't know how long we'll do on this but I figured it would be one to do now uh, mine, might, mine might be shorter as well oh that's okay then yeah. maybe it'll be a really short episode let's have some laughs fellas mm. okay. I want to talk about stand up comedy yeah I love stand up what about stand up comedy uh, a couple do you want to give us a aspects. bit just your guys is like you know how much do you follow no. or like care about? No. I want you to give us a bit. I, I want your topic to be you giving. I don't a have a bit. Although that was going to also be part of the topic is like, would each of us ever consider mm. doing stand up? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you we'll want, get to that. I think that'll start? be like a you know kind of a tail end thing. But so sure. stand up comedy in general, uh, I just wanted to kind of. I'm a big fan personally. I think the three of us are mm. um, to varying degrees, and I think we've got like some of our fave comedians and all that um and i'm sure we'll get into some of those too but i just find comedy such an interesting from a very top level thing before we get into the meat and potatoes i Mm. find it just a very interesting thing because it's sort of the like it's like the modern day court jester Mm. in a kingdom you know where it's like the people who kind of like get the point i don't agree with that why don't, we why? Let, why don't we let him finish his point first? Well, why don't you agree with that? I think, if I'm not mistaken, a court jester was laughed at. Yeah. Like, he was... Uh, another the name but, for the, the court jester the... is the court fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, like, it's a, it's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not well, a position you well, wanted. Well, some people, I mean, some modern-day comedians have very self-deprecating humor, and so they're That's meant true. to be, you're meant to laugh at their situation or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean... It's more self-aware for sure. Mm. My thing is, it's just like, you know, it's like you're the, it's like the court jester was like the entertainer for better or worse is what I'm saying. And they were the, they were like the one person who could like, you know, poke fun at the king kind of thing and Mm. it would be whatever. And that's to Mm. me like. (laughs) And then the king gets mad and kills him. Yeah. And then unless the king got like offended and killed him. But like they were the kind of person that like had that leeway. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, stand up comedy as it is now is kind of like the spiritual successor to that in a sense where it's like they're the kind of people who get to like say the edgy shit I think like Patrick still disagrees the line and you know <laughs> I know I hear what you're saying Patrick you're a scumbag um, <laughs> I didn't why did you <laughs> yeah, being stupid <laughs> oh okay um, I like Patrick's bewilderment yeah. like him be like why am I a scumbag I didn't, like, I didn't even say anything just um, so from like a top level thing I just find that interesting about comedy I find it to be an interesting like art form like the mm. idea of just getting up there See, and like that's, that's making funny people to me. laugh that's what you just said is comedic <laughs> whoa you would say comedy is an art form but not sports 
you've never heard of the 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 art of motion but and i'm not i'm not saying comedy isn't an art form but it's just funny to me that you what about mixed martial arts <laughs> you made that same exact joke <laughs> the last time we brought it also I, I, it's not really a joke though it's literally art in the more than i know but you made that i, know, I think point. some sports can be art like dancing and figure skating and that kind of shit i think is soccer like soccer is art, art. i don't think like soccer and hockey and soccer football or is whatever are art. like art in the it's like a semantic argument. Who gives a shit? It's a semantic argument, but it pains my heart that he doesn't see. Like, how do you not see hockey as art? I see it in a sense like we talked about on the very first episode. Like, sports is like storytelling in a lot of ways, but I don't necessarily but, see it as like art. But it's interesting. Isn't art storytelling? But in, it's interesting that you're Can't saying. Can't art be storytelling? Sorry. But isn't, it inter- isn't it interesting that he's saying that like ice skating could be, but hockey is not? Even though there's like height. Well, because to me, it's like the dance aspect of it, Mm. you know, because I would like consider dance like ballets and that kind of shit. You know what? I might have to agree with Maddie because I feel like art is like is an expression thing, but you're not really like you're not expressing yourself in sport. You're like functioning to do something properly. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're not. You're not like. You're not like. It's not like a yeah. Like it's not an expressive expression is like open to like interpretation. Like Mm -hmm. whether you did a technique properly isn't open to you know. It's like you did it properly. I disagree with that because um, there's individual flair. Don't get me wrong, but like overall, it's like it's technique. It's it's precision. I don't know if it's like expression. And listen, I'm also depends on it depends on how you view it. I think that you know, like people would say. Ronaldinho, I mean, you you did bring up the flair, but like, yeah, Ronaldinho was like an artist on the ball, like he was a maestro, and mm. just yes, it's it's the game and it's like strategic or whatever, but it's like the decisions the players make and the decisions they make together, kind of thing that like I to me is like art almost. That's that's just the way I don't know. I just can't see it any other way. But is it is it because it's highly impressive? Because I don't know if those two things are equivalent. Because it's, it's beautiful. And I and I know that sounds corny and well, I guess and, and cringy maybe a little bit, but I genuinely well. Then I guess just art is it. art is in like a, what's the, what's the, what they say like in the eye of the beholder or whatever. Right. Yeah, like beauty beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But I'm saying you could say the same thing about art. Oh, of art like is of, in it's the like beholder. it depends on who you are. It's like something to you could be beautifully artistic, but someone yeah. else it just looks like you know nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing is I've always separated them, but at the same time, like you guys know me, I'm Mister Let Art Be Art. So like, if mm. people want to say sports is art, like yeah. this is a whole thing. Like, this is a whole. This thing. is a whole thing where it's like uh, there's some philosophers who like debate on what art is, yeah. and right. some believe that simply that art is defined by the art community and who's the art community. Anyone who like consumes art, they decide mm. what art is. I don't like that. Um, disagree. Honestly, we can <laughs> we can we can make this a topic. There you go. Sure, yeah. What I was gonna say, what I was gonna say about comedy though, because mm. you were talking about like the court jester thing, and to me, I even have a note here as a potential topic that I was gonna do in the future, and I just wrote something to the effect of um, the protective nature of comedy, because I was just thinking about how like you could be in a situation that's like very tense, or you could be in a situation where you're around people that may not agree with you. And like maybe hostile towards you because of an opinion you have or something, but if you tell a really genuinely funny joke, like you're kind of like there's a bi- a protective barrier around you. Like it's almost like you diffuse everything. It's like it's a very like universal thing. Right. And I think it's really cool how like is that true in today's like, climate though? I mean, yes and no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but like also, I'm thinking about the the reason I'm saying it is because I'm thinking when I'm thinking about the court jester thing, it's like the highest position in the whole you know kingdom or whatever the king can still be made fun of and like the jester is like safe because like he's genuinely being funny whatever people it's like a really cool like everyone puts their guard down and i mean not everybody but i mean 
it's just cool how that has that effect and how like often i feel like oftentimes you can be around people who are like very um sensitive about jokes or maybe very conservative if you, you they don't want you to hear they don't want to hear certain things but if you make a genuinely funny joke they'll laugh anyway right mm-hmm. so to me it's like really cool how comedy like transcends people's like you know barriers that they put up like a lot of people will like you might not think they would laugh and you might think that they would think it's a super inappropriate joke but if it's a really good good like really good joke even if it's super you know offensive to them like they still might laugh because it's like genuinely like i don't know resonates with them you know right mm-hmm. well and i think that's a salient point that i was going to kind of get into uh, as well where it's like like i don't necessarily buy the argument that some comedians have definitely made or people have made about comedians where it's like they're like the modern day philosophers and whatever saying like controversial Mm. shit that like you know people aren't ready to hear i'm like no 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 no. i I think a very select few of them are my personal favorite who we'll get to in a bit namely dave chappelle yeah like his he favorite kinda... is not dave Chappelle. no but i'm saying in terms oh. of like you're, i mean you're talking about carlin i'm assuming but, yeah, but i was gonna who, say like, i'll get into my yeah. undying love of him in a bit but like but i do get what you're saying and what i like about comedy is that it is this thing where it's like in essence it's just this idea that like nothing is safe and everything can be made fun of and obviously there are people on all sides of the like political spectrum that think you can't joke about certain things like or shouldn't whatever but like to me, it is what you're saying where it is just this idea that it's like comedians are the people who, especially the best comedians, are the ones who like get away with it, can do it and get away with it. And even to the court gesture thing, like I, I think it's such a important thing and such a like great value that in the States they still have the presidential dinner. Where like every time a new president is sworn in, the they have the comedian what come in and like basically roast the fucking president. What do they call it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they call it. But I thought they it do. was the president's dinner. Or is that what it's called? It might be. I don't know. I, I know. I know they broadcast it live. Yeah, and it's and there have been like you know iconic and great ones of just like comedians just like making fun of the president, and yeah. that to me is like the modern day like court jester thing of like, like Colbert hey, you're the president. Yeah, like Colbert's done. It. It's like hey, mm. you're the president, and like you're the top shit now. But also like mm. you know we're still gonna fucking make fun of you for like an I, hour. I'm, I'm just thinking of like the dictator, like someone making fun of him. And he, he does that thing where he like, yeah, like, does that, yeah, yeah. the motion on his neck, like you're done. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. The quick swipe. Yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> he's like laughing with everybody, and then he looks off to his side, man, and he's like, old dead serious. Yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah, and so that to me is kind of what I think is so like interesting and wonderful about comedy as an art form, and also why I think it's worth protecting. Again, not because I think like 99% of comedians are like these philosophers, blah, yeah. but like there is something to the point about protecting the idea that like there are people who can like say whatever the hell they want not that anybody can't do it but like that they can say whatever the hell they want well, and hopefully convey mm. a message well, while like, like making you laugh kind of it's thing it's like a it's like a it's like a tightrope tightrope walk yes. or whatever where it's like very few people are that that I don't know how to say it, but like there's very few people who are that good with their words that they're able to like make it work mm-hmm. yes you know like there are certain comedians that can say shit like and like like Louis C.K. will Louis like, C.K. Yeah. will say the most insane shit, and he's one of my favorites ever. Yeah, yeah, he can say some of the most like vulgar stuff I've ever heard in my life, and the crowd is going crazy laughing. Yeah, and I would assume a lot of those people have families and they have daughters and they have sons, and they're and he's talking about horrible things happening to kids and all. He's talking about everything. Yeah, and yeah, yet he, everyone's dying laughing. So it's like, and it's and like Maddie is saying, it's like it's not like people are limited to what they can say. Like everyone can say whatever they want, but very few people are like so good at it that they're just going to get away with it well i mean on the on the point that of you saying anyone can say whatever they want i mean we know that's not true um 
all over all over the world but how do you guys feel about comedians being sort of like a defense for i guess freedom of speech ideas in the west mm. comedians being yeah like i feel like they're sort of um in some ways like a the last line of defense for freedom of speech in a way i think a lot of them are definitely one of the lines of defense because yeah. a lot of them don't give a it's, shit it's almost like a litmus like if yeah. it's like if the comedians are not talking about anything and everything then it's almost like something's wrong something's wrong you know what sure. you, think? you know what's yeah. weird? you know what's weird to me i feel like because i mean when you're talking about like freedom of speech and stuff yeah. i feel i mean i know in the states it's like a it's a part of the constitution to have freedom yeah. of speech and you can like to not be infringed on and stuff but like in canada and a lot of places across the world it's like there are certain topics that are like designated as hate speech mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to say certain things right am i not am i correct about that about canada canada like certain countries just like canada included where there are certain things that you if you say it's considered hate speech that's and you right can be, like so to me I'm, I'm always curious like i wonder if comedians are made aware of that like when we saw segura and he was amazing and we saw him in, in um, kitchener or whatever mm-hmm. was he saying things that were like under the hate speech laws like i think was in canada it only the only things that um with with regards to speech that you can be penalized for is like gender stuff as of right now but i feel like a lot of comedians make gender jokes so are they no but like it's specifically misgendering someone oh okay yeah so it's like very targeted to a an individual i guess like mi- like purposefully it would be calling. a scenario it would be a okay. thing yeah yes. and it, it's uh, and I th- if i'm i don't know if i'm right about this but i think i was watching something where they were reading out the bill and it's not just purposeful okay it's accidental accidental as well or something crazy oh. like that but i could be wrong about well that. to me it's like the fact that a comedian can come to canada and do a whole set and you know not be in any legal trouble is still a good sign i mean that means that freedom of speech is still alive and well even mm-hmm. if it's not like one a hundred percent but like the fact that like segura could come and make jokes about whatever he wants and like he doesn't have to worry about what, what canada's laws are or whatever like we're good right yeah and <laughs> i think like patrick was saying i think there is something to the idea that yeah it's like the comedians are like again because it's not to it's not to underplay the role of comedians i guess but it's also not to overplay it like some people do but yeah there is just something to the point of like having them around as the sort of like not the like arbiters of anything but just the idea that like they can say and get away with stuff and like you know if they can't then nobody can yeah in a way kind it's, al- of thing. it's almost like yeah. let's hear like a dissenting opinion here because a lot of people will be in a kind of like what's politically correct right now let's all kind of play within this like framework that we are we're safe in mm-hmm. and so and even like people who might not think that they might think that what's going on in society and like pc stuff is bullshit or whatever but at work and all this stuff they're not going to speak up and say something that might what's pc like um uh politically correct oh, oh, oh so i'm saying like even if you think that like a lot of the politically correct stuff nowadays like oh you shouldn't say this you should say this like it's, you th- if you think that's bullshit you might not speak up about it but like comedians like their job is to like you know say what's on their mind like whatever's on their mind they're going to say it so right. it's like it's a cool position to be like you know what even if all of society is like playing within this one you know framework or opinion about something like comedians are outside of that and they can they're kind of like poking at it and seeing what works and what doesn't work and like you know like it's really critiquing it yeah it's just because maddie you said in the beginning you would ask us if we would ever consider that it's just so impressive to me like being a stand-up comedian comedian i could never do it though like i'm just not clever like them i'm not it's not it's nothing about performing in front of people i right. have zero problem performing in front of people but 
maybe zero is too strong for <laughs> it. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. They're like Mark said, there's, there's the way of saying it. So there's the charisma aspect of it. And yeah. then it's the content of what you're saying. Sure. Where it's, so it's the charisma, the content is charisma how you say it? Yeah, charisma. I think I think charisma is a part of how you. Say it. I mean, I feel like to me, it's is charisma more of like charisma is how you say it. I, I think, think so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that like the best comedians are obviously those that are extremely charismatic. Yeah, and they, the delivery is excellent, but at the same time, like what they're saying is very, like poignant. But it's funny because I don't think I'm using charisma in the sense of like, where it's like they're like really articulate or they're really like suave. No, you're just talking about their, their timing, right? I'm yeah, I'm talking about their timing or like. Whatever works for them, like Anthony mm. Jeselnik, mm. super monotone, dry, yeah. super dry, but like yeah, it he's works. Not like, like, he's but not his like, delivery is on point. He's not like winning a room over by mm. being like, look at how like a smooth talker I am. Like he's yeah. very like kind of monotone and to the point, but it's just yeah. like hilarious. But it's beautiful to me that people can like comedians can just rise to the top, just based on just they're just being themselves and they're just excellent and they're br- they're super smart and they're articulate and they're charismatic and. And they can just like rise to the top from nothing, you know. It's just really cool how like people will just you recognize. Financially? No, I'm just talking about yeah, financially. I'm t- success wise in general. It's yeah. a very direct art form. It is. It's unlike like, a lot of other ones, like movies yeah, is yeah. not a direct art no, form. It's it requires teams of yeah. people and like months and years of work. Same with video games, like mm. you know, writing comics and books is a similar thing. And even music, it's like yeah, you could go play like music at a club somewhere, mm. but it's like. You still have to, like, that would be more direct. Like, you don't necessarily have to be on, you know, Spotify. Yeah, but comedians, if you're genuinely funny, you will become popular. If, if you're genuinely funny and you're out there all the time and you're exposing yourself to people and people, a lot of people think you're genuinely funny, you'll you'll get more popular, you know? And you're right. just like, it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool system, I guess. To Patrick's thing, stand-up comedy is one of those things that I think about doing every once in a while. The two things that, like, hold me back is I don't, I've always had the thought, like, you could put me on a stage in front of, like, the fucking, like, you could put me in the center field at a Super Bowl game in front of all those people and be like, hey, Matt, talk about video games. I'd be like, buckle up, people. Like, let's get into video games. Like, I have no problem just, like, talking and existing on a stage in front of people. Mm -hmm. What I've always had a harder time with was, like, having something memorized or Mm -hmm. whatever. Because even in, like, doing, like, fucking school projects... Like, if I ever had a school project where it was just, hey, get up there and talk for a bit. I was like, all right, like, how long do you want me to go kind of thing. Whereas when it was a set, it needed to be within this time, you know, limit or it had to be on these topics. Like, if it was anything that required a certain amount of memorization, that freaked me out a bit more. Because it was like not wanting to fuck up. So but, I think that's what holds me back. But also you're talking about like a one-time thing. But like for, I mean, what I've heard from like listening to a lot of like comedy podcasts and shit, it's like for them, what a lot of popular comedians say is that it's all about like getting on there every night and just like performing every night as much as you can and like writing and having like a, you know, even if you have like five minutes and like performing your five minutes, perfecting it and then adding more and then adding more. So it's like what you're talking about, I feel like is more like a one-time like, oh, you're memorizing a bit that you did. And then you just do it, and that's it. But like, if you're constantly doing it, I feel like, I feel like you could, you know, become more comfortable with with having something also, memorized. Right. Also, if you're creating things like many comedians do, um, things based off of your life, I it's feel like easier. that makes it easier as well. Remember, right. remember, in, like in, in elementary school and shit, or in high school as well, we'd have to like pick a topic or pick a movie or pick um a book and like write an essay about it or whatever. It's like, 
even if we're interested in it and we like the book, it doesn't. It's not like deeply personal to us because it's not. You know, we don't have direct experience with it. We mm-hmm. or we we probably don't. So like like you're saying, it's like it's probably easier to talk from you know from what you know already. Yeah. Right. And the other thing that holds me back is just like the fact that you're not funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in a sense, yeah. It's like I just don't know if I've. Are you scared got to it? know if you're funny? Because like I, f- I feel like doing stand-up comedy. No, but here's the thing: is not a way really? to gauge. It's a it's a way of gauging if you're funny in the sense of like trying to be funny. But like that's if you're trying thing. to be funny, yes. and then you're not. funny. Here's my thing: like, if yeah. I could toot my own horn for a little bit. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that like generally in just everyday conversation and like interactions, I'm a funny person. Okay. And I also like. This is I'm not trying to compare myself to like actual professional stand up comedians in like any real way, but I'm saying like I can't believe he's trying to compare <laughs> <that> to, uh, <laughs> in a real way. In a real way, <laughs> like but the thing that stand up comedians like some of them talk about the idea that like a lot of them just like the way their heads work is they're just always trying to find that like next bit or mm. next joke. Sometimes to a fault, they're always on. Is something I also like find in myself, or again in everyday conversation, it is a thing of like if I'm like cracking a joke or being funny in conversation it's always that thing for me of like well i got the one laugh could i get another laugh kind of thing Mm. and like chasing that kind of thing but my point is even though i think generally speaking i'm a funny enough person what i don't think i've got at least without like years of honing it is actually what you were saying of patrick of trying to be funny Mm -hmm. of like actually sitting down writing bits and, you know, the setup, the punchline, or doing the stories, like, all that kind of shit, like, actually sitting and thinking about it yeah. and doing it, I don't think I've got, I'm, I know for a fact but I don't I, have right I, now. But I feel like I'm, a lot of comedians started that way. And, like, uh, right. other than other than Jerry Seinfeld, he talks about how, like, he, he started and he was good. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, I didn't have to, like, build my way up and, like, fail and bomb. And, like, he's like, I never bombed. I was just, like, the first time I was good. Right. <laughs> was like, and that's crazy. the thing where it's like, I'm sure if it's, it's something that if I put in the time and effort yeah. to, I might get slightly better at. But sure. I, but my point is, I also think there's a very likely outcome where I put in the time and work, and it just still doesn't sure. work. And I'm like, I'm just not cut out. For I this. think people overestimate how funny they are generally. There's, I think that most yeah. people will be like, because I've heard comedians talk about like, oh, this guy came up to me and he was like, oh, you're a comedian, huh? Like, people tell me I should be a comedian. My friends say I'm funny or whatever, oh, and 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 then they'll like they'll try to tell him a joke, and it's like, for a lot of people. I feel like they think that, and I'm not saying this about you, but I'm saying I, like, I definitely am not no, what no, no, you're no, saying. Where no, it's no, like yeah, yeah. I think I again, I think I'm like yeah, yeah. generally you're not, you're not, funny. You're not delusional. You're like I'm gonna be a big, but yeah. But I yeah. have like no illusions yeah. of grandeur of like yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna go on a stage and murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like people think because it's very like you're watching it, and it's like that guy's just talking to people. Right. Like I've talked to pe- I talk to people every day, and I make my coworkers laugh or whatever. Right. And you're just like you're just a random guy who like makes a decent joke here and then. Like, exactly. You can't get up there and talk for an hour. It looks mm-hmm. so. It, the thing is, it's that it's deceivingly simple. Yeah. Like it looks. In essence, it is like. Yeah, yeah. You're on stage. You're telling funny shit and making people laugh. Like mm-hmm. if you really boil it down, but there's so much like added bits and pieces to it that it looks like. Yeah. He's not playing an instrument. He's mm. not some pro athlete. Like they're not whatever. It's just some guy on a stage with a mic, and yeah. it looks like well, anybody that, that, could do that. That's, it's that's literally a... to the point where it's the, every pause even matters. Yeah, like, yeah. when they, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard like I've heard comedians again. I'm, I've, I was, basically all the podcasts I listen to are like comedy podcasts, and I've heard a lot of com- comedians talk about like 
you pause here and it it's dead. No one laughs. And you pause a second later and it gets a big laugh. Like mm-hmm. people will be very like naturally. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but also what you're saying about how like deceptively simple it looks. I feel like the same way about like certain sports too. Like I think people have said that about soccer oh, as soccer, well. Soccer for sure. Like it just kind of looks like oh, it's just a ball in front of your foot and you just kick it in the net. And that that's makes it. me so angry. Right. And then people about, say it's just kicking a it's ball. Like yeah, now do that for ninety minutes. Yeah, do, do that for ninety minutes. <laughs> Not even doing it for against, the time against like a six foot four like freak athlete goalkeeper and like you know crazy defenders running after you. It's like just I want to see them play the ball one <laughs> touch it's coming at them yeah, play yeah. it one touch accurately that's, yeah, that's yeah. all i'd like to see yeah but people will people who don't know the sport for example yeah will like watch a game like let's say you were playing a game yeah um and people and i brought someone who had never seen soccer before live mm. and they were watching and they'd never or they never played soccer rather and they watched you play and someone made a like passed it to you like lobbed it to you and you kind of like fumbled the control a little bit and then the, the defender took it. They'd be like, oh, that guy sucks. Like, why couldn't he like, mm-hmm. like, it looks, very, why didn't he just drop it with his foot and then kick it? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. They'd be right. Yeah, yeah. But not for the reason they think. No, yeah. It's it's harder than it looks is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So that's the thing in terms of, in terms of ever actually doing it. I think one day I would like to try like to see if I could come up with a five minute set and mm. do it at like an open mic thing yeah, just for the fun of like it. Yuck yucks or whatever. Yeah. Like, like just for place. the fun of it. Like, cause I also think again, obviously the idea of bombing sucks, sure. but to go to some random club I've never been to. Bro, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't bit, bomb for five yeah. minutes. Like, yeah, that would crush me for like probably <laughs> the next couple days after, but eventually <laughs> I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, Dude, yeah, I, I think yeah, my, I I've always wanted to try that sort of thing, but also a part of me is like, I have kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's common. It's not like I have like severe stage fright, but I have stage fright for sure. I mm-hmm. feel like when I have like um, a presentation, even for school, like kind of shaky, my hands are shaking, my voice is a little shaky, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. rushing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I feel like I'm not naturally confident as a speaker. I feel like I could be good if I, you know, practice a lot. Yeah. I feel like a part of the reason why I was always nervous in school when I was presenting is because I wouldn't practice a lot beforehand. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up okay. there and I'd be like, I'm trying to remember what I wrote and like I kind of did it last second and all but if you were like if you're like there every night and you're practicing you're practicing you're practicing I feel like you'd probably be better I'd I'd be okay but that's also what I was saying before not saying that I'd be okay as a comedian I'm just saying like as a speaker right but that's also what I was saying before too where it's like that's my thing where it's like I don't have public I don't have like stage fright if it's just getting up there and just go but that's Mm -hmm. what I was saying before about like the school presentation thing where it's like when I'm going up there with a point like it's something I'm trying to like a goal I'm trying to achieve I gotta nail this that's what kind of like throws me off a little bit and I know that's what would bug me about like trying sure. stand-up comedy because again throw me in front of i don't care how big a crowd matt rant about fucking comic books from the mm. 90s and i'll be like buckle up i'm your guy for me it's the opposite like if if it's just like, you're, like you're, even, you're, ner- you're nervous in the you're nervous in the unknown and like the spontaneous like just make something exactly up. but even but, like this, if it's something that like you can prep for it yeah if, but if even you like want a live podcast yeah. like if sort of cut you off and then no worries go. but no, if no, we no, were so if we were doing if we were ever gonna like obviously bigger podcasts do like live shows if we were ever gonna do like a live podcast oh no problem that is such a cakewalk oh. thought to me oh no like this is this yeah but that's because it would be just this but just people but, there but that's what i'm saying what's like the idea of just getting in front of people of a yeah. crowd and talking does not throw me off what throws mm-hmm. me off is getting in front of a crowd and like trying to achieve something and trying yes. to like be funny you're and like get oh, the okay, laugh. Okay, 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 that's okay. the part that i know would like i start like getting like nervous and well, because you can't shit. you can't because of the expectations well, cause like, also yes. like when you go when you have like a school presentation there's no like um Aside from the teacher's feedback or whatever grade you get, there's no immediate feedback of how well you did. Right. People aren't cheering and people aren't jumping up and down when you make a point. Right. So it's yeah. like, 
it doesn't feel that bad even if you feel like you kind of messed it up a little bit afterwards you're like eh, i'm sure it wasn't a big deal but if you're a comedian and you're up there and you have one goal which is to make people laugh and then it doesn't work yeah the first joke you tell and like, they don't laugh you're gonna right. be shaking immediately yeah. throws off because i always, there's one presentation i gave in an english class in grade nine at high school and that everybody still cheered. haunts me no because <laughs> i just like got up there and panicked and it was okay. supposed to probably be like five minutes and i think i finished in like I don't even know if I hit two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had that blew before. blew through it. And it's like, nobody made <laughs> fun of me. Nobody was like being mean about it. Like, it, it was, there was. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but there was no, there was no negative reaction. How? No, bro, I've done prepped, that. And it was five minutes, but you did it in one? No, no, like, I was, pro- I was, pr- like, the time of the presentation was probably supposed to be like, hey, go up there and do your presentation for, like, five minutes. And yeah. I'm saying I probably did it in, like, a minute and <laughs> Bro. A half. So I'm asking you, did you prep for five? And, like, did you practice and it was five minutes? Or did you just, like, you didn't practice? I don't practice? even remember. I think I practiced a little and it was longer, but I just got up there and got nervous and freaked out. But that's what yeah, I'm saying, where it's, like, okay. getting up and having a point. Was it the Wordle? Remember no. how we had to make a, a Wordle in grade nine? <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I remember that. Are talking about a word collage thing? The word collage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like of your name and your yeah, traits yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your I still have that somewhere. <laughs> for, I think for the longest time, it still might have been like my Facebook profile picture. I don't even use Facebook, but it's on there, I think. But I was gonna, what yeah. I was going to say is that like I had a similar experience. I'm, I feel like I've had a similar experience presenting something like, uh, like speaking. But I definitely remember this one time, and I, I told you about it, Patrick, where I had an essay, like the final paper of the semester. And it's it was like the longest paper I'd ever had to oh, write. Oh, it's your your research. That's right, yeah. my research paper, and it had to be like I think eight to ten thousand words or something, or eight to twelve thousand or something. Yeah. And I didn't even hit like six. <laughs> I, hit like, <laughs> I, I submitted like fifty. Yeah, your professor still gave you a good grade. What? No, 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 no. That's he, writing. He, oh. he gave me like a he gave me like a seventy something okay. and said that your content was good and you had what you needed to have, but like it wasn't even close to the limit. <laughs> like, you, you were like multiple thousand off. <laughs> yeah. That's so. that's a little different because that's, that's writing, funny. and like writing is something I always have been like relatively okay at so it's like that has well, been, well <laughs> but um but yeah so i don't know stand up maybe one day i'll do it we'll see what happens dude we should do it we should all go to a, uh, a comedy club uh, and uh, uh, maybe watch you guys but i'm not gonna do shit <laughs> no no i would i would i'm saying this now just to say it but i probably wouldn't do it i'd be, oh, I'd be okay. too scared um if i can't do karaoke i'm the least funny scared. of all of us yeah, and I, I and i say that i say that with my head but up. but also i think that you're i think that you're more like um you're good at planning stuff. I'm funny looking. Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like you're good at planning stuff and you're good at memorizing stuff and prepping for stuff like that. So I feel like, you know, if if you were if you had someone like helping you come up with ideas, like you might not be like you know coming up with like really funny ideas by yourself or whatever. Yeah. But like it's kind of like a, I, I I don't know if all comedians. I don't even think I have like that charisma to me to be able to no? like tell a joke. Mm. But I think in a way that flows and maybe you, you I think know. there's different ways know. of doing it. Like there are definitely comedians who aren't the most charismatic people who like find ways of still like getting the joke across mm. and being yeah. funny. It's just a thing of like just telling the joke and having you know, it yeah. like you know, you know who's like most the most charismatic and who always blows me away every time I watch them is like I already mentioned him, like Jerry Seinfeld. Like I'll, you you can watch him like even at the beginning of Seinfeld episodes, he'll be like doing his bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just so on it and it's so smooth and everything is perfect. Like it's pinpoint perfect. It's crazy. What's the deal? Like some like some comedians are very like they'll kind of like if, especially if they're like self deprecating, it's like you know raw emotion and they might be like, it might not be like very smooth. Yeah. And it might not be like perfectly paced. And they're kind of like talking out of their heart and they're just kind of like they're even like screaming and it's like, it's more like you know jagged and raw, mm-hmm. but like it still works, you know. But I feel like to me it's like, 
that char- that charisma like Jerry Seinfeld just got it you know Mm-mm-mm. to take us out here because uh, yeah. this ended up being longer yeah, let's, talk than about I fa- let's talk about our favorite comedians good, good, good you still want to talk about our favorite comedians <laughs> well I was just going to rattle some off quick, yeah. uh, quickly like let's for go, some let's of go, my let's favorite let's go one at a time why let's go one at a time just let, him ra- just let him rattle I was just going to rattle some off and then just uh, yeah, the only one I was going to talk about was the big one but then you're gonna take ours. He wants to talk about Carlin. That's why. Oh sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say like Ricky Gervais. I'm a big fan of uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, but fucking on and on and on. Um, How dare you not say Tom Segura? Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, Bobby Lee, Sebastian Minnesota, Louis C.K., Louis C.K. Who the hell am I thinking of? Uh, Sebastian oh, Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Who do we yeah. mention there? Oh, uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Jeselnik. Jeselnik yeah. uh, my Norm Macdonald, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I love He's Bill so Burr. Bill Burr's great. Heart, bro. He's so good. Uh, but my number one all-time comic, uh, which I won't belabor the point too much, uh, Mr. George Carlin. He is, I think, one of those comedians that, like, when people talk about, like, oh, comedians being, like, these thinkers or whatever the hell. Like, somebody like Bill Burr will come out and be like, listen, I'm telling, like, shit and poop jokes like i'm not like trying to you know reinvent the fucking wheel here um but he's very good at the shit and poop jokes mm-hmm. george carlin is somebody though where like especially as time has gone on it's one of those things where like you look back on shit he was talking about in the 80s and 90s and to me he's one of those things or one of those comedians where he's like a lot of times when i'm watching his stuff i'm not even laughing as much as i do mm-hmm. At other comedians, but I'm infinitely more engaged because like what he's talking about, especially now in a lot of ways, is like so resonant mm-hmm. that I'm like, even though like obviously he's hilarious, I'm laughing. But even when there's times that I'm like not laughing, I'm like genuinely thinking in a deep way about the shit he's saying and being like, huh, like he's right on the money about, you know, X, Y or Z kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, like time has only uh proven him even we, more correct we gotta listen to those vinyls i want to i want to before i give them to you I yeah i gotta to steal those too um <laughs> Dude, i just i don't know this is like i, I love stand-up i just like this i, I think back to so many moments we're just like laughing oh crying, my god dude. yeah there's god, so many so good amazing. moments and yeah going to see tom cigar live was awesome we gotta yes. do that again. we gotta yes. do something oh again. that was one other thing we didn't get into and i mean we're running slightly longer here but it's also one of three topics today so fuck it who cares but um in terms of seeing stand-up comedy because i've only ever seen the show we went to which was tom cigar and bobby lee opening for him mm-hmm. and then the only other comedy show i've ever been to i think and i don't Bill even know Burr? if you guys know oh yeah so that would be two is my dad and i went and saw bill burr which was fucking awesome uh, but the third and only other one was uh, this Canadian comedian named Sean Majumder. No. Who he was on. He's done other TV stuff, but the thing I think he's most known for is uh, this like political kind of sketch comedy show that used to be on uh, CBC or whatever called This Hour is 22 Minutes. Mm. And it was just like him and a bunch of other Canadian comedians. Um, but he was really good live. He actually did the Art Center here in town it was cool because like having seen him on this like cbc show for so long i was like he's funny but he's also like you know clean and whatever and then seeing him like live you know not on like cable television like just being like totally dirty and raunchy and shit was hilarious what but the wh- hell does that mean what do you mean clean versus dirty what do you mean by dirty like, like clean like comedians like don't swearing swear. and oh. like inappropriate like stuff you wouldn't say on a cable I, network uh, kind of oh. show i know i know for a fact patrick was thinking like physically he looked unclean yeah. versus like <laughs> um but what was funny about that show was it was me and these two buddy buddies of mine went and we ended up being in the front row 
on like the floor section. So we were like at his feet. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we sat there, front row is the place you like never want to be at at a stand up show because that's where you know you're getting fucking like picked on. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like he when he was kind of doing a little bit of like crowd work in the night. He comes strolling over because we were on like the left side of the stage. He starts like he crosses the stage and right away we're like, fuck, here we go. And he just came over and like started like making fun of us and whatever. But like it was cool because like he kept coming back to us. Like there were two or three other times during the show where he would like come back to us and whatever the fuck is. I don't even remember what he'd be like, like, you know, write my fucking whatever. Like he called the three of us, write my guys or whatever. Be like, yeah. And he like came and would do a fucking like, what do you call it? Like a. What's it called when everybody puts their fucking Piss hands bump. in? Oh, oh, and then um, they like break. Yeah, What's I that called? Remember. I can't remember. I don't think there's a word for there it. There is a word for it. Am I having a stroke? Mm. Or they, like the huddle kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it's called. This is a dumb story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I'd like to see more stand up comedy because it's good. Um, were there any comedians you guys <laughs> wanted to rattle off quickly? You we um, rattled off I'm like gonna, a million. I'm going to throw out Theo Vaughn. Mm. I like Theo Vaughn as well. Um, Delia for sure, but I'm I'm more so a fan of his like podcasting stuff as opposed to like his stand up per se. But mm-hmm. I like Delia. Um, I mean, we'll throw out um, Chris Stefano. Yes. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, he's a newer kind of yeah. one that I've become a fan of. Yeah. So yeah, Love cool comedy. comedians. Anyways, Mark, take it away. Yeah. Oh damn! I was about to say something where. I noticed. I'm sorry. Did, did you say Patrick? Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that every time you would do a transition, it would relate back to the last topic. Oh. But you just broke your streak. Yes, I was kind of thinking about it. You know what I was gonna say? Hold on. <laughs> and that's how. And that's how I want to start doing it for myself. All right, everybody, pretend. <laughs> I'm not gonna cut this. Everybody, just pretend we're starting the topic over again. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow patrick that was a great joke you know maybe you should consider doing stand-up comedy because that was a great joke you just told off air uh anyways mark take it away <laughs> i wish i didn't so i mean i've been working in retail for the better part of two years now mm. how do you like it how do i like it i mean it, it to me it's a very convenient job to be like doing during school because mm. like i work in a store that isn't particularly busy and um yeah i don't know it's a pretty like it's a pretty easy job. Like I don't have much to complain about, you know. I get paid okay and like it's it's pretty straightforward. But I also have to like interact with a lot of annoying people. He can say scum. Sure, scum. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Scum of the earth, but there's one thing We're that releasing I, this. I know. But okay. there's there's one thing that happens quite often that I'm always baffled by and I never understand. And I need you guys to help me understand it and to also possibly talk about if you've had experiences that are similar. Okay. So I've had experiences where some guy would come up to me and it's almost always a guy. I don't think it's ever been a, w- a woman actually, maybe once, but they'll come up to me and they'll be like, Hey, I have a question. And I'll be like, sure. And they'll take a step towards me and then they'll take another step and another step. And then they're in my face before they ask me the question. So they're like, they're like, <laughs> I've talked about this before. where like, if, he, if the person like exhaled, I would feel it on my lip, you know, mm. like if they like, blew, if they blew out with their nose, I would feel it on my bottom lip. Mm. so my my topic is like social pet peeves and specifically for me it's people that talk too close to you okay because for me i i visibly like make sure i look upset so that they know that what they're doing is weird like you know what i'm saying i'll kind of like i'll take a a, a step back <laughs> i'll take a clear step back and i'll be like yeah uh like i'll kind of like be very like <laughs> distraught by it for a second mm. and take a step back 
and then they'll take another step forward and they don't get it and they'll just keep talking they'll keep talking in my face but they're not like threatening you know people get get (laughs) people get into your face and like be threatening like they're they're nice but they're like they're unaware that what they're doing is uncomfortable you should take a step back and then put your hand out and just be like hey but you don't even say anything just keep talking and just (laughs) (laughs) hand on chest what what are they gonna walk into your hand no (laughs) i don't know to me it's like i'm not sure where that comes from maybe it's because no one has ever told them that it's weird but I also don't want to be the person to be like, hey, don't stand so close is to me. Is it possible that they're attracted to you? <laughs> wow. uh, I, I doubt it. I mean, there's been, there's been multiple cases where it's like an old guy, like an old man. Same question. Closeted man. Closeted Same man. question. Are but they yeah, so anyway, to me, it's like, I don't get it. And they get way too close. And I'm not sure what to say because as someone who works in retail, I can't be like, oh, like you're standing too close. Like, get, o- get away from me because then they can complain and it's a whole thing. Right. Generally, I feel like outside of work, I might be open to saying that. Like, oh, like back up a little bit. But why do you have to say anything? Why can't it be the case that you step back and put your hand out, kind of thing? I think a hand just be subtle. Just be like, I think a handout is kind of like threatening a little bit. It's like like you're taking a stance. Back up. (laughs) You better back up. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I want to ask you guys if you've ever had a similar experience. A and then B, if there are other social pet peeves you want to talk about, because I'll throw out a couple more as well. I haven't dealt with that specific thing. Like I can't think of that sticking out to me and being an instance. Like there, I've had personal space issues of mm. like people not understanding like by doing what? boundaries like just people who like get too close to you or people who are like touchy-feely mm. like nothing it mm. weirds me out when i'm not in like an inappropriate way but it's like <laughs> it annoys me or it's weird if i'm like talking to somebody that i don't know like if i'm having a conversation with them and they'll like put like a hand on my shoulder or something like while they're talking to me like you know oh and my I'm, like, god Oh my like, god. Get away from me. I'm like, I don't know you. Like, we don't have any sort of rapport yeah. like this. Like, why are you I would I'm very mindful about like being the fuck away from everybody else. So it's like when somebody doesn't mind their personal space and they are more like You know what you should do? Like touching. I'm like, mm. get lost. You know what you should do? If someone touches your shoulder like that, you should like pretend to be like really turned on. Mm. Like, oh they, my god. Like they touch your shoulder and you kind of like you look you look at them, you like breathe heavy and you're like you oh. like bite yeah, you like but you like kind of bite your you're like half bite your lip. Do I let <laughs> do I let out a little like mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh. told Mark this story and <laughs> I can't believe this is a real story, but sure. I was outside of um U of T mm. St. George, mm. not UTM. Mm-hmm. Um so why, I, why is that a thing distinction you're making? Who who cares where it was? Because he'll claim he went. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to take myself. Oh sure, okay. Like so, in this the, in so this isn't for them; it's for you. This is f- this is for me. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was walking outside, like near the campus there in Toronto, right? Saint George. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I stop in front of this one building. It's like the mineral engineering building. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Okay. Yeah, I stop in front of the mineral mineral engineering building. I didn't have data at the time, so I was like connected to school Wi-Fi, and I was putting a Starbucks order down the street and like I'm putting in my order and I hear in Tamasri, it's like this area, just someone saying, are you Egyptian? Right. And I hear that, it in that's Arabic. That's Arabic. It's though. Arabic. Mm. Right. So I hear it in Arabic and I just, I don't look up. I'm just like, my name is, I hear, I hear this and now it's in English. Are you Egyptian? <laughs> <laughs> and I look up, it's this random Egyptian guy. And I go, yeah, are you? He goes, yeah. How are you like in Canada? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> He, he in his head he's like you're new here also <laughs> how are like, you liking I've, I've been here for a while i like it <laughs> does he think that anyone who's egyptian is new here <laughs> like he doesn't think anyone who's, no one is egyptian and has lived here their whole life <laughs> that's not possible so i go yeah i like it like do you like it he's like yeah i love it so much and he was like and we get 
we take this whole tangent of like, oh, when did you get here? Where are you? Like, where's your family from in Egypt? What's this your so- whole what's your social insurance? What's your, yeah, sin number. Sin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I always do that. I think I know what social insurance pet number peeve, number. Like what you're about to get to is the pet peeve, and if not, you've sparked one in me. So I'll get to it. But please go on. So, so we're talking, and I kid you not, as we're talking. <laughs> He hugs me <laughs> with both his arms. Oh, that's around. Not where I was and going. I saw my phone in my hand trying to do my Starbucks order and he and he hugs me and I and like I have I guess I put one of my arms like around his back. Yeah. And Just then to see your phone. <laughs> so you can <laughs> keep ordering. But yeah, he hugs me and then he lets go and he goes, If you ever need anything, I'm in the second floor of this mineral engineering building. Well, this sounds like a nice guy. At, oh my god. But you know what it is? At, a lot of yeah. people a lot of people in your position, yeah. especially if they have any sort of like I think of I don't know why I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking of Joe Rogan. Because mm. I've seen there's been clips of him online of like someone like trying to be overly friendly with him and like trying to wrap their arms around and he kind of like shoves them, he'll give them a shove, like back up to. <laughs> oh, like wow. if, if that guy tried to hug you if someone if he tried to hug someone else who wasn't as the friendly person, as you, yeah. they might get physical with him and like punch him, oh, yeah. push right. him, whatever. Like, it could have gone sure, yeah. Gone Which wrong. I don't even blame I wouldn't blame you if you said I pushed him and he fell over because <laughs> because if someone like that's like that's you didn't ask for that that's like assault he's just hugging you he's it's, randomly it's hugging crazy you? I don't know you I don't no. know him and that, for some reason there's this, this like spark that he felt between us I guess I don't but know. that's what I was saying a second ago where it's Bro, like with the whole up. like personal space thing yeah of like just like listen like don't touch me like yeah, yeah, yeah. get your oh, body dude. away from me can I just say I was at a dentist once and you, I've told you this before oh god I remember and, this and the dentist like. He was apparently like a family friend or something like that. I don't. I didn't know him. I mean, I I'd, I'd seen him multiple times before. Um, I wasn't very good at like keeping up with the dentist and like going often like early on in high school, and that's mm. why I had a lot of like cavities and shit leading up like out of high school. So now I'm actually taking care of my teeth, and I switched dentists since. But originally I was with this guy, and one time he was doing some sort of I think he was doing a root canal for me, and like on multiple different occasions during the root canal, he had he dropped like a little like stint in my mouth. And it was like this little, ne- or like a little needle or something, and he's like, "Don't swallow, don't swallow," and it's like in the, <laughs> and it's like in the back of my throat, and I'm so terrified. I'm like, "Shit!" And he's like fishing it out with his with his fingers. Oh no! He gets it, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm so sorry, whatever." I'm like, "Okay, it's all good." And then like a minute later, he drops it again. <laughs> don't swallow, don't swallow. Fuck is up with this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butterfingers. And I was like, and I was, I kept thinking like, what happens if I, sw- like, you know, you know, when some, someone tells you not to think of something and you can't help but think about it. Yeah. I was like, if he's telling me not to swallow, I'm gonna like gulp. Yeah, just take the <laughs> yeah, biggest yeah. swallow you've ever taken. Yeah. And so, <gasps> and so anyway, dying. yeah. Anyway, before all that, this is that's like the main reason I switched. But another reason I switched as well. <laughs> Is his like is, is yeah. his strange aside from like shaky hands over there? I think I think that like it was his very weird, like I'm not gonna say oversharing, but his like he didn't understand uh, physical boundaries. Mm. Like in the beginning of one one of my appointments that I went to him, he was like asking me about like my girlfriend or something, and he's like, oh, "Are you still dating this person?" Because I think I'd mentioned to him that I'm in a relationship or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he was asking me like, oh, "Are you dating whatever?" I don't yeah. know why he was asking that. None of his, none of his business. <laughs> So I think I told him something about how like, oh, I'm not with them anymore or something like that. This is like a, years ago. And then he's like, oh, okay. Well, he's like, he, he's like an old Egyptian dude too. So he's kind of like against dating for young people, especially if it's not going to be like for marriage or whatever. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's good. It's better anyway, whatever, like whatever. I was like, okay, okay, dude, whatever. And then like, as he's giving me like the, uh, he like gives me the needle before surgery. Uh, I say surgery, but it's like a, probably like a root canal or something. And he gives me the needle to numb my gums. And then he's kind of like, 
for a moment I'm laying down and he's like rubbing my he's like kind of stroking my head <laughs> like he's kind of like patting my forehead and like stroking it being like calm down you're good and I was like well for, I'm not I'm not anxious so I don't know why you're doing this and, he, and he's doing that and then I, I I swear to god I I'm not lying about this he he bent down and both lips touched my head he, he kissed my forehead <laughs> and 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 last thing, I think he, I could have sworn he also said, "I love you." <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, you've, yeah. Told, you've told the story multiple times. It's the first time he's hearing, like, he's like, this is the first time hearing of the lips. But every single time you said that, he said, "I, I love you." you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the I part honestly, I remember. And honestly, I was so weirded out. I think I, I don't know what I said. I don't think I said I love you back. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he was offended Thank by that. He was like, Thank "I love you. you," and you were yeah. like, "Yeah, thanks, thanks man." Yeah. So anyway, he proceeded. To, he proceeded to almost kill me twice. So um, <laughs> pet peeves, people yeah, yeah. who almost kill you. Yeah. So that that guy to me like is the epitome of he not understanding. He, he did. Kissed you. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? He straight up kissed my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> what in the bro, name of bro, my, God? My parents don't do that shit. And he, and he did it. Oh my God. For pet peeves, for what you were talking about earlier, Patrick, where I thought it was gonna go, and one for me is like small talk. Generally, is a pet peeve for me, yeah. but people who don't know when to end a conversation Ooh. is such a fucking oh pet God, peeve for me. So like when painful. you're talking to somebody and like things have clearly died out, or like if I'm like in the middle of doing something and I'm like talking to you, and then I like start to like turn away or yeah. make my way towards the door or like go back to my laptop to like do something, and then they're like. Yeah, so anyways, and they just, like, try to keep the conversation yeah, going. You know, like, can't we just let this you know fizzle worse, out? You know what's worse for me is, in, like, you're you were indicating, like, a physical sign of ending the conversation. There are mm. times where, like, I verbally am, like, all right, so I guess I'm going to, and then they, like, yeah, oh, like, yeah, like I'm going to get worst. back to this like, kind of oh, thing. Oh, okay. You know what like, I was going to say is, yeah. is that, to me, there's a very simple out for that, and I, and I, I was going to say something. Go away. <laughs> no, but, like, even, like, a pretty respectful way of, like, um, like, kind of what Patrick was saying, where it's, like, all right, man. Well, listen. Like, I'll, I'll see you around, and then like leaving, and like straight up walking away. Well, that's I guess the leaving part helps. But that's what I was saying because even Patrick's saying about the verbal thing. It's like that's where I've been in conversations with people. Like, if I'm like sitting at a table, yeah, like working on my laptop and like talking to somebody, and then I will say the thing of like, all right, anyways, like I'm gonna get back to this thing or whatever. And they're like, yeah, 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 and then they just like linger for a second. And then, like, keep talking. And I'm like, but I just told, like, I mm. just gave you the polite out of, yeah, like, yeah. this conversation is over. Like, well, maybe I'm lying to you and I don't have anything to do. But I'm yeah. saying that instead of saying what I want to say of, like, <laughs> be gone from me. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's like most people, most people would understand that. The vast majority of people would understand that and, like, just go away. And yeah. be like, well, this guy's right. either he's actually busy or, like, he just wants to stop talking now and that's okay. And then they leave. Right. Yeah, but yeah, some yeah. people they just don't get it and they're just like mm -hmm. it's no problem he wants to talk anyway. yeah. <laughs> mind. yeah I'm sure he doesn't they're like yeah talking. you get to, you keep typing that paper while I stand here talking yeah. at you and it's like no that's not what that's not what this yeah. is but um yeah I know I know someone like that in particular who's mm. like whatever this person says and, and I can't be specific about who it is but whatever this person says is always to me just like absolute dog shit he just <laughs> says nonsense and like or she <laughs> you kind of revealed your hand. You revealed your hand there. But I'll just kind of be like, uh-huh, for sure. Like yeah. I'll, I'll say the very key words of like, you know, oh cool, dude, or I'll be like, and I'm, now I'm very I'm much I'm saying it's a guy. I'm saying it's a guy. <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, I don't know, man. And I'll just kind of like walk away. Right. And yeah. that that'll be my thing. Right. And so like yeah. But um so yeah, so that's one pet peeve. I feel like I have so many pet peeves cuz I'm a bit of a hate ass hater. It kind of goes into the like 
loosely the etiquette topic I had a couple weeks ago about like just people in public and it's like there are so many things that frustrate me about like in like in like like you were saying social settings you know people who are dirty or don't like pick up after themselves or like clean shit up oh dude i the the amount of times in the store people will be trying on like shoes and i swear to god they'll leave like eight pairs on the floor (laughs) out of the boxes the stuffing paper everywhere there's try-on socks. You can try on them with these thin nylon socks. Yeah. People just leave their dirty socks on the floor. and They take the nylon socks? Like, no, they'll just leave them on the bench. Oh, okay. Like, they're kind of, like, very thin, like, they're kind of, like... Um, Are they, like, you're supposed to take with you, the, the they're socks? Just, they're just, like, you're supposed to throw them out. They're, like, oh, they're just, okay. like, re- they're, like, kind of, like... Disposable. Yeah, disposable ones. So, people will try on a bunch of socks. Like, the other day, me and my sister manager were, like, helping these people. And they had, like, maybe six, seven pairs of shoes on the floor and, like, boxes everywhere. And then they were kind of like walking around, like they were done trying them on. And so my sister manager went up to them and was like, "Hey, like, are you? Do you guys need to try on these? Like, are you done trying these on? And you're like, are you still trying? They're like, no, no, we're good. And they just walked out. <laughs> like I was like, I can't believe people exist that are like that. That's just like so six pairs of shoes on the floor. Bro, bro they didn't even try to clean it up or put it back in the boxes. Like it was just like it was almost as if they're like, oh, this is your guys' job, so like you know, get to it. <laughs> That's you know what it is, chop, chop. yeah. And I'm thinking about it now is that this does tie more directly than I thought into my etiquette topic. Where to me it's just like I go through life, not even in like a confrontational way, like because I'm very unconfrontational. But it's like I go through life trying to be as like out of the way and like not a nuisance or annoying to people as possible. And like a lot of my pet peeves stem from people who don't do that, who don't do that. Like another big one for me is it's like people walking around with music playing out loud in public is such an annoying thing, especially in an enclosed space. Like if you're on like a fucking bus or a train or something like it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, especially if it's like a quieter train ride, like if I'm going to Toronto and there's somebody sitting with their music playing, or even if it's just, they're watching like a YouTube video or, you know, TikTok or some Instagram thing, whatever the hell they're watching. But when they have shit going out loud at the loudest possible volume mm. it's such an annoying like you know can't what, you just get headphones you, you know what i think I, I think with with maybe with videos is different but with music i've always gotten the sense that it's people kind of being like maybe it's kind of like half of like oh like look at me like an attention thing yes and then also second half of it being like you know what i'm listening to is good shit people are gonna want it people are gonna yes. people are gonna like what i'm what what they're hearing and so, like, people are going to be cool with hearing this. It's not like I'm playing something that's stupid. Yes. So they just do it as if, mm. like, people are going to, A, be like, oh, this person's cool. They listen to cool music. And, B, like, they have good taste, you know? Right. Even know. though I would, ra- even though, like, 90% of the time, I would rather be listening mm. to some chooch playing music out loud instead of random TikTok videos, mm. the people doing the TikTok videos, at least, are just dumb. Yeah. Whereas... The music people, it's exactly what you're saying, where it's half a thing of like, mm. hey, look at me. Yeah. And it's also half a thing of like, yeah, I'm playing like really good music, so everybody yeah. should hear this. Yeah, so you're everybody welcome. Wants to hear this. And yeah, you're, and to me, it's like, listen, I'm such a rock and roll dork. I love rock and roll so much. I want everybody to listen to rock and roll. But it's like, I'm not walking down the street mm. with fucking Rush or some, you know, 10 minute Pink Floyd song or Stairway to yeah. Heaven out of a freaking loud ass speaker of like everybody should be checking this shit out you know what that's like that's like someone walking around with like a phone 
playing like The Office or something. Yes. And they're, and they're showing it to you as they're walking by. Like, <laughs> like this is a piece of content. This is media. This is like, this is entertainment. And like, you're not choosing to watch it. You didn't select it. But like, I'm going to just walk by and you're going to have to experience it. Yes. You have to. It just, it drives <laughs> me nuts. And it's like I'm saying where it's, you know, again, same thing. If I'm taking a train ride to the city, if I like bring my Switch with me, for example, especially lately, you know, with all the Zeldaing I've been doing. But it's like, I will bring the Switch. Maybe I don't want to bring headphones and lug those around too. Mm. So I'm not sitting there on the train with Zelda blaring at max volume. I have the Switch at the lowest or like second lowest volume possible. How dare you? So that there's sound coming out of it that is mm. for me and me only. But I'm not forcing, you know, the guy... F- finishing his fucking nine to five job and the mom with her kid to also sit there and listen to me fucking fighting demons and shit or whatever I'm doing Mm. in my Zelda thing. Like it's so, it's just so inconsiderate and annoying of like, why do you think everybody else wants to hear what you're listening to? Yeah, super obnoxious and very like, very very socially unaware. But to me, it's like, if you guys don't mind, I want to bring up a different social, social pet peeve. Another one for me is people who don't know how to like adjust their voice levels to where they are. Mm. like oftentimes we'll, we'll have people that come into the store and they'll be like yelling and the store's empty it's like very quiet and they're like yelling to each other like having a conversation like yeah I was like they're yelling they're like having a very loud conversation mm. and they don't realize that you know we're, we're there there are people there and like it's very obnoxious to yell and like have a very mm-hmm, loud mm-hmm. so it's like you don't adjust based on who's around you like where you are mm-hmm, like there's mm-hmm. no indoor voice outdoor voice it's just like at all times just like we're loud I don't, I don't know build. oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, I don't know if Patrick agrees or not with me, but where Patrick and I work, it's kind of, I find it's the opposite, where the place we're at is particularly loud people sometimes. People are too quiet. And I find that, like, people will come in and be like, hey guys, could you tell me to the next yeah, 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 yeah. thing? And I'm like, what are you <laughs> saying? And they're like, could you, could, could, could you guide me? Do I have to go down this hallway? I'm like, yeah. what the, f-? I'm like, speak up. I can't hear you. Yeah, like, yeah. so I get what you're saying, but almost <laughs> in the reverse sense. Mm. But Patrick, do go on. Just to build like uh, in a similar vein not volume but like what is being said mm. so when it's like a couple yeah and they're like having an argument i was like in a per- very like, public place like they're airing their dirty laundry they're airing their dirty laundry or it's like they're not being subtle whatsoever i'm not even talking about like pda i'm just literally talking about arguments or like mm. tmi like just in front of everybody. Right. I don't know why people are very comfortable. Many people are very comfortable talking about deep personal issues and physical ailments. Like whatever is going on, they'll talk about it. Like I've had many people being like, "Yeah, like you know, my my grandson passed away the other day." And I'm like, I'm like oh, "Wow, wait, what? Oh my goodness!" Like, listen, I'm I'm sorry, but like I don't I don't I don't see how this is something I should be knowing. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'm sorry for your loss, but I don't care. I don't care. Do you want the fucking shoes or not? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I work on commission, so if you know, <laughs> you know caring I, I, is going to get this done. I actually don't, which is unfortunate. Know, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like there's an endless list of just annoying shit. That people do. That people do. That, you know. Right, I'm going to go through my list. I have a couple more written Please. down. I don't so know if you guys have any. in. Um... I say that where I'm like, there's so many. And I'm like sitting here and I'm like really kind of drawing a blank. But, like, I know there are things that people do. Yeah. And with the oh, just, okay. Yeah. You um, know. People, I've I've had people correct me before I even finish my sentence. Mm. Like before I finish saying what I'm gonna say, they'll is that co- me? No, no, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying anyone in particular. I'm okay. just saying, I've had people. I'm thinking of, of a person. One and one time, I was ta- I was telling them something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So this is what I think about. Like I just started saying like half my point, 
And they were like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, wait, you don't even know where I was going to go with that. That sounds like me. <laughs> uh, another thing I have is um, we we talk about these speaking too loud, not not speaking loud enough, standing too close. Oh, um, not looking at you at all. Oh, like yeah. I've had some people where they're I don't know if it's just because they're like very. I, I'm I find that sometimes I can be kind of socially awkward. So like sometimes I kind of struggle making eye contact with people. Yeah. But like some people I'll be having a conversation with and they just don't look at me at all. They're like looking down the whole time. Yeah. And it makes me very uncomfortable. I'm like, should, <laughs> are you about should, to like, stab should, me? Should I be or? here? Or like or? some people have said to me, your eye contact is uncomfortable. Is yeah, that it's too much. Some people like where I've been talking to somebody and I'm just like looking at them we're having a conversation and they're like stop looking at me i don't it's think like, they're you, the problem I, what do you mean you're not the problem yeah, yeah. they're the problem i think you have a healthy eye contact level and i think that for me like oftentimes even now you'll see like i'll be talking to you guys and i'll like look off yeah or i'll look down yeah, yeah, yeah. but like to me like having strong eye contact is better than being like one of these weirdos who's like looking <laughs> de- off the whole time and, and talking to you like this the whole time and it's like uh, yeah. be a real be a person dude. to be to be yeah. fair to them though sometimes i do this thing where if like you're, you're they, pondering? If they say something they think is funny or if it's like mm. where it's something where it's like there's silence and they're like waiting for me to say something, I just like mm. just like give them a look and like just like you're give thinking. them an intense thing. Like I'm not even thinking. It's just like I'm kind of communicating with my eyes almost <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've seen that. You're, like, you're just like you're kind of like pondering and you're kind of like hmm. Like, yeah. you're like just staring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of that uh, with the like eye, lack of eye contact thing too goes into pet peeve being like just f- people being on their phones and shit too. Sure drives me nuts of like when you're trying to talk to somebody oh, dude. and they're like like I'm i sorry for whenever dude, I've people, done that. people i over time have just straight up given up with my mom and mom well she's not gonna listen to this she doesn't love me she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't love me <laughs> she does i'm kidding but like my mom i love her to death both my parents for the uh, to be real they cannot multitask in the sense of like looking at something on their phones and taking in any other information because my mom will be like looking at some like facebook thing or whatever and she'll be like hey like how's it going how's your day or whatever and i'll start talking to her and i know nothing is registering and there will be like usually one of three things happens Mm. either a she's like just sort of nodding along like yeah 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 blah 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 and like i know she's not paying attention option two is i'll just like give up halfway through and just stop talking mm. yeah. like, she, does, she doesn't I just, notice i just straight up stop talking and yeah then to me it's the coin toss of like what's gonna and everyone saw she'll notice and be like you know oh like you were saying kind of, and then she pays attention you know what? or she just doesn't yeah say anything and just the conversation is just you, done you, right know what, there. you know what drives me crazy is that i feel like people oftentimes the people who are criticizing the whole you know oh this this generation with their phones Mm -hmm. like the older people like the parents the grandparents Mm -hmm. they're equally as bad with it and i'll be talking to like you know like my manager at the store and he has his phone and he's just like i'm like saying something and he like doesn't even like he's right beside me and i'm like yeah have you seen this movie yet down on his phone he didn't even hear a word (laughs) and i just walk away yeah so like to me it's like it's kind of hypocritical of like certain like yeah I don't know the idea that like there are generations older than ours that act like you know oh these kids are rotting their brains on their phones and shit but to me absolutely yeah but so are you guys like yeah. my thing is it's not a generational thing it's just either you are mm. on your phone constantly or you aren't but also I find that a lot of I found that some younger generation like some younger kids like our age teenagers and stuff like they're better at multitasking like like I don't know to me it's like my girl's pretty good at it and mm. she'll like when I'm telling her something, sometimes I feel like she's not paying attention for a second. And then I'm like, 
did you hear what I said? And she rattles it off like word for word verbatim. She's like, yeah, right. yeah. And I, like you said this and then you said that. And then like, I agree with you. And I was, and, and to me, it's like, obviously I'd prefer to be like not on the phone at all, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's cool to see, like, I'm, I'm not very good at multitasking, but it seems like a lot of younger people are, I guess. If you can prove to me that you can multitask yeah. and like, while I'm talking to you about a thing, you can also be sending a text and yeah. like, you can do both those things, yeah. then fine. But it's just. There are like people in my life that I know. Again, shout out my parents. They're not who, getting any of whom it. I love dearly. Where it's like they cannot. They just simply mm. cannot. Yeah. Be reading something on their phone or like watching a video on their phone and also having any sort I of conversation. Like, I feel like Patrick is like that. I Patrick like, definitely falls into that. I feel, I feel that. like yeah, I've, I, I feel know. like I've been trying to tell. I, I'll be like, yeah. So what do you think about that? And you're like. Yeah, just give me one second. And you'll be sending like a very but simple see, text. Bro, difference. you can't, you can't I, I, think and text. The difference no, I have is, to send a text first. The bro. difference is with Patrick, it's like if he's reading something or texting, but the difference is Patrick will be like, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll, I'm like, sure. As opposed to just like Patrick just nodding along. And then I'm like, yeah, so did you get all that? And he's like, no. <laughs> like I would rather him be like, give me a second than mm. just like fake it till he makes it kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Also, how do you guys feel about um, you know like that Pulp Fiction scene where Mia is talking about like uncomfortable sil- silences mm. and she's like you know when you, you feel like I think you found the right person when you can like share an uncomfortable silence and like like why do people feel like they have to fill in space with like nonsense and bullshit like, yeah, all the time like, I, like, I like it being silent sometimes yeah, honestly because to me it's like sometimes because I always want my time to be filled with stuff going on and things being said to, like yeah. I get uncomfortable by the silence mm-hmm again like with my girl like i'll be like hanging around and like i feel like sometimes we're not talking the whole time but like afterwards i'll be like oh like are you all right like you're kind of quiet so like oh no i'm just like comfortable i'm chilling like yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. i don't like we don't always have to be saying something or it's to me it's like if if something isn't being said then something's wrong like i have to oh, be, like, okay. there's always to be something going, being said between everybody yeah. you know like if i'm hanging around you guys like it would feel weird if like it might feel weird if there's like no talking for a very long time and i'm like What's going There's on? There's this weird thing that happens sometimes where okay. I'm on the phone with Maddie mm. and we're just like not talking for like two minutes. Yeah. And it's just that's like just I'm waiting for him to say something. He's waiting for me <laughs> That's to just say like something. a you and me thing. Well, you'll call and be like, hey, what's up? And I'll be like, oh, you know, nothing much. And you'll be like, yeah, I'm on my way from home from school or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And I'm just like driving. And we'll like and talk like, for another, and we'll like talk for another yeah, couple minutes. And then you'll just like, like, and then we just okay. kind of stop and then yeah. it's just on the you know phone. What, you know what's weird? I feel like for some reason, and, and it's not for any particular reason, but I just never really, sometimes I'll call Patrick just to like sit on the phone a little bit, <laughs> like just like <laughs> doing nothing, like talking about nothing in particular. Yeah. But like, I almost feel more uh, hesitant to do that with you, Maddie, <laughs> because I feel like, I feel like if I were to call you, you'd be like, well, like what do you want? Like, what are that's we doing? That, that's <laughs> that wonderful reputation like, built up. Like, I just feel like I, 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 I love you. I want to just be like, <laughs> ch- like, like chit chatting with you about nothing. But sometimes if, I feel like if I have nothing to offer you, you're gonna be like, uh, like, all right, I guess <laughs> the, I'll see get you. The hell out of my face. Yeah, like we're done. If you, but like if you guys, every once in a while, when you guys do call me like that, like I don't mind it necessarily. But it, it like, it's more a thing of like I don't call you guys in that instance. Like I don't sure. call you guys unless I've got yeah. like something to ask you or something well, to that's say what, or that's something why to talk about. I don't like I don't call you guys just, just for the sake of shit. like shooting. Well, that, shit, that's really. why. That's why I guess I feel more comfortable as well with Patrick. Do me doing that to Patrick because he does that to me all the time. Right, just, he'll yeah. just call me and be like, you know, hanging out. Right. So yeah, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a schmuck. Um, <laughs> well, I guess if we're satisfied here with yeah, this, the good. last uh, pet peeve I was going to toss out, and this is a big one for me. Um, yeah, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> dude, dude, 
<laughs> you know what? You bold know what? to do that. You know what's crazy? Very bold. A second yeah. before he said that, I was like, he's going <laughs> to. <laughs> that was and very bold. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> are you going to cut that or are you going to keep That's it? It's getting censored to high hell. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, Patrick, make sure to make eye contact. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so. What I would like to discuss with you boys is something more scientific. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. You, are, you did a science <laughs> program. I did. <laughs> and I'm going to be a science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's sort of an, uh, a pretty rapidly growing field of how sort of mental health manifests in the body. And today, I'd like to specifically talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> today, I just want to talk about. Today, I just want to talk about how specifically stress mm. manifests in the body in some of the seminal sort of studies. Seminal. What? <laughs> seminal. Why can't I just get a sentence out without? <laughs> I like, don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. The seminal works, I guess, in the field of stress mm. that have sort of shed light on how it sort of manifests <laughs> in the body. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over at Maddie and he was like, mm. <laughs> He's like trying to be like interested. <laughs> in be but yeah, so I'm gonna just rattle off a few studies and we can talk about it if you guys want. Or so if you guys just, just wanna, yeah. for my own stupid brain, you're talking about stress manifesting, physically manifesting, physically manifesting. Like, oh, your hair body. goes white and shit. For example, but that's not one of the examples I have. But like, <laughs> in along those veins, yeah. Right. I feel okay. Like that, uh, okay. Yeah. Good. So uh, this first study done by. Um, a researcher with the last name of Blackburn, I can't remember her first name at the moment, she studied caregivers of disabled children, and she found that caregivers of... So, so this isn't just with disabled children. People who are caregiving, whether it's someone who has Alzheimer's or, again, disabled children, they tend to have um, more rapid aging observed in them. Mm. And it's related to, and we talked about this before, telomeres. Okay. So Maybe ends of chromosomes? The, so, yeah, so telomeres are what sort of um, they're involved in the DNA repli- or in cell uh, replication, mm-hmm. and specifically pulling your your DNA and it, it interacts with your DNA during cell replication. Mm. So they found that um, telomerase are directly linked to the length of life. Okay, so that's something that's been known, and group therapy for these people um, led to an increase of this um, Telomer- protein, like telomeric link. Sorry? Like it increased their telomere length? It, it it increased the activity of this thing called telomerase. Oh, the, the enzyme? The enzyme that is involved in the maintenance of mm. these telomeres. That's cool. So... But by maintenance, yeah. does like... Because you were talking about like... Is it that the length is correlated to stress or, or to like... Age, aging. Aging. So like yeah. longer telomeres means less aging or like slower aging. Yes, exactly. And exactly. so... Tel- the shorter telom- they get, yeah. So telomerase helps maintain like the, a proper length. Exactly. Okay. It, it, it's in the maintenance of maintaining the structure of telomeres. And remind me, like a telomere is like, is it just like the, the, the top end or like the, the tips of the chromosome? It's, it, it or are where the, is it? So in the cell, telomeres are the strands at the both poles of the cell mm. that reach to grab the DNA mm. and then pull them to each respective pole mm. and mm. then the cells. Mitosis. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was one work um, mm. to show like, yeah, so stress and like in this population that experiences a lot of stress with regards to their caregiving, they're aging faster, but it it can be circumvented, which is, which is mm. kind of cool. 
Um, the next one, a study done on um, people who lived through the Dutch famine. They found that people who were pregnant, specifically during the Dutch famine. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard this one. Sorry, You've heard ahead. this one? Yeah. yeah. So prenatal stress leads to offspring who are more likely to have weakened immune systems mm. and be more suscep- susceptible to physical and mental illness. So so basically if the if the yeah. mother went through some shit then yeah, like exactly. oftentimes the kid have like last lasting has lasting effects mm-hmm. from that. and the Dutch famine happened uh, in the end of World War 2 so mm. 1944 to 1945 and it's like and an epi- it's yeah. an epigenetic thing right uh I couldn't speak to the epigenetics mm. of it but I wouldn't be Cause I think surprised I th- if that's sort of mm. playing into it cuz the reason I I say that is cuz in my epigenetics class like that's where they brought it up yeah. of like the kind of like lasting modifications made on mm-hmm. the person's DNA from yeah. all that stress or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, that was from the nineteen uh, mid-1940s, mm. but they found consistent results with people in Canada, actually, after the Quebec freezing blackout. I don't know if you guys are familiar with What's that, that incident. The one from a couple of years ago? Uh, or is this another thing? I think this was uh, in the... Uh, between 2000 and 2010, like in that oh. era. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been documented uh, multiple times is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but more so, like, actual, like, physical manifestations now. This researcher named Carol Shively, who does work on macaque monkeys. And for, do you guys know what macaque monkeys are? No. They're just a, a species um, of primate that, similar to, you know, many monkey species, they have hierarchies okay so uh there's dominant and there's subordinate macaque monkeys and they found that dominic dominant macaque monkeys have cleaner arteries and the sub and the subordinates were more prone to uh getting atherosclerosis i'm so bad at pronouncing that's a big word Mm. it's basically uh, a condition where your arteries are sort of getting clogged Mm. like the diameter is getting shorter because of Mm. like gunk because we yeah, well, for for lack of so better too word, much we'll, gag, we'll, too we'll much call gag, it gunk. Too yeah. much gack in there. Too much exactly. <laughs> so basically, what this demonstrated was social stress can lead to cardiovascular risk. Mm. Right. Subordinate monkeys show decreased dopamine activity as well compared to dominant ones. So they're literally not as happy. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's in my opinion, was sort of really cool to read about where it's mm. like, and I'm going to get to humans in, in yeah. just a moment, but it's one of those things where it's like, even like social dynamics, like feeling stress from, mm. um, you know, just talking with people or maybe perceiving like, oh, did that go well? Or mm. does this person think, you know, ill will of me? Mm. Like something along those lines, just like social interactions can f- physically like manifest and, yeah, you like it, for, yeah, it's the kind of thing of like if you're if you're worrying and anxious twenty four seven, it's gonna have a physical toll on you. You're oh gonna yeah. feel exhausted. One hundred percent. Yeah. And feeling exhausted for a prolonged period of time, for even like weeks straight of just feeling exhausted all the time, I'm sure that's like that probably goes into like you aging faster as well because your mm-hmm. body's just so spent all the time. Yeah. And before I get to the human research, just mm-hmm. one more monkey one. Sure. This he actually did work on monkeys and. Um, mice or rats this guy named robert sapolsky worked with baboons and he found that the rank in the baboons hierarchy correlated with the level of stress hormones in their blood okay Mm -hmm. and he found that lower ranking baboons had 
higher heart rates and blood pressure. And that... Cr- I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> Monkeys <laughs> with blood pressure. Blood pressure. <laughs> and your blood pressure is a little high there, The buddy. idea of a monkey in a doctor's office with a thing around his arm. Yeah. yeah. And he found that chronic exposure to stress hormones can do something as implausible as kill brain cells. So they f- he Holy found shit. less volume in those with higher um, rates of stress hormones circulating in your blood. Found Like the socially lower ones. Exactly. The lower ranked... Um, Hmm. baboons interesting um and he did this this is just a side note he found that actually that it's not relevant we can hmm. talk about that another time okay. but yeah so we've talked about brain cells we've talked about your arteries getting clogged we've talked about uh being more susceptible to mental illness uh lastly this huge study called the whitehall study which was done in london i believe they looked at 2800 government workers who had equal access to healthcare, and that's important to note because that's a control Mm. that they had in their study sure they found that the lower you were in the hierarchy of like where you were in the like job wise socioeconomic um socioeconomic and your position uh in the government like your government job oh these are all government workers these are all government workers yeah so the lower you were in the hierarchy the higher your risk of heart disease was Mm. and yeah they found that position in the hierarchy translated to how much abdominal fat you put on <laughs> because stress influences how your body deposits fat mm. such that higher um, rates of stress makes it that so that you, for whatever reason, are inputting more fat, depositing more fat in the abdominal area. And it's not being dealt with as efficiently. Yeah. Um, and lastly... Oh, sorry, I lost my place here, boys. Forgive me. You are forgiven, my son. My child. My child. I love you, my child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they found that um, when people were given more control in the the workplace, they sort of relieved that, that Mm. stress was sort of relieved a little bit, and it reduced health risks. Um, associated with their sense. position in the hierarchy. It's like if, if you feel like you're kind of like you have no freedom and you're just very like in a little tiny box, yeah. you're more stressed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So just to sum up sort of what we talked about, um, there's, this was, I guess, more so, I, I said stress, but I quickly came, jumped out at me that all of these studies were in fact looking at social stress specifically as it relates to interacting with people. Um Social stress can lead to um, killing off brain cells, can lead to cardiovascular risk, can lead to other physical ailments, can lead to mental health issues. And it's just it's just fascinating to me how something like because it's like stress, it's anything mental is black box like you can't see it, you can't touch it. And yet it. It's one of those things where it's like you can't see the air, but you know it's there. Yeah. And this is like all these studies, people argue, give credence to the idea of mental health because it's like we can't see it, we can't touch it, but you better believe it's there because we can interact with it indirectly. I think a lot, I think most people, I think a lot of people don't even know that that's th- that's a thing. I, I think a lot of people don't even know that mental health can have direct physical impact. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm sure people know that, like, you know, 
if you're going through if you're mentally ill and you're going through x y and z problems maybe you don't take care of yourself maybe you have like you know what i'm saying but yeah. like the actual stress directly not indirectly like directly has impacts on your body yeah and i feel like a lot of people think of mental health as like its own thing it's like it's it's completely isolated from physical health and so it's almost like you're saying it kind of this these types of studies give credence to mental health because it's like not only is important to your you know your brain functioning but also to like the rest of your body mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and in fact they're sorry go ahead Matt. i was just gonna say can i ask you a question go for it why why what <laughs> why are you bringing this up no why does this happen because this is what what you were talking about was like interesting to me but also felt kind of obvious where it's like if the idea is like stress has physical effects on the body yeah i'm like well sure i'd buy that mm. but my, what what I thought of when you were saying all that is like why it just, it feels like one of those like flaws in how we're built kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like what is the reason the okay, like so scientifically or saying, evolution this is the like reason. speaking Wait, so I think he's saying like yeah. like are you saying like I'm like, saying like if you're stressed about your job yes. and your brain goes the, we're stressed right now the problem is what if I clogged your fucking arteries like where is the, the like the problem through in that okay I understand your question. The stress response in humans activates something called the sympathetic nervous system. Right. And it's your fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Right. We react to situations our, our, over the course of evolution. Our mm-hmm. bodies were built to react to survive in this fight or flight manner. Right. So when that system is activated, it releases something called glucocorticoids. Okay. And these are stress hormones. And these hormones... Um, do things like decrease your immune system activity, increase your blood flow, and heart rate, increase your heart rate. Are you talking about? Are you also not? Isn't also like um like adrenaline, like epinephrine, norepinephrine? Isn't uh, epinephrine? Like epinephrine like and like, norepinephrine. Yeah. Like like the flight, the fight and flight response, yeah. like increases your adrenaline. Epinephrine helps with the, um, I believe, uh, increasing heart rate. I think I may have misspoken there. I think in the short term, it doesn't affect your immune system that much. Mm-hmm. But this is where it plays in where. If you have the stress response activated for prolonged periods of time, mm. which happens with the caregivers, which happens with which people who are hating their jobs and stuff, people who are hating their jobs, their their stress um, system is activated. That's where over time it weakens your immune system. Right, Does and that makes sense? that makes sense too. It's yeah. like imagine it's like, it's like say, something's like overworked too much for. for right, and I was gonna say from a fight or flight response thing, yeah. like that makes sense to me too. In the sense of like from an evolutionary perspective, it's like. Okay, stress used to be, hey, you're being hunted by a fucking tiger right now, like in the woods or whatever the hell, like you have fight or flight. And I get applying that to like modern, you know, stressors and things like fight or flight. But what's weird to me is like I and I get the like all the chemicals released, like everything's released to tell you something's wrong and it triggers that fight or flight thing. But what is interesting slash confuses me and seems like one of those like, you know flaws and how we're built is like yeah why it would why it wouldn't just send you the signals of like the alarm bells of like something's wrong something's wrong something's wrong we need to fight or flight but why the like effect of that is you know a worsening on the body's health you know if that makes any because sense. you only have so many reasons you only have so it's like it's like overused it's it's, 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 like a, over- it's a heightened state that costs energy mm-hmm. right so your if, body if you, can I, only be in that state for so long before. So the idea is it, it like it needs to kill. It, hey, yeah. it can't operate healthily. 
Like this, it can't it for that long because it's dedicating it. all this shit to like yeah, exactly. the fight or flight. It's okay, like, I guess it's like it's sense. like imagine like cavemen back in the days, like running from animals and shit, and they're like fight or flight every single day. Mm-hmm. They obviously lived shorter lives, partly because I mean, a they were probably killed and like hunted and shit themselves, <laughs> but also I'm sure like because of all this like stress and strain on their body, like yeah. even even if they didn't have any physical danger that was going to happen to them, like, experiencing that every day like has a toll on your body. Right. right. That, I guess, the like spinning plates thing makes more mm. sense to me because in my head when you were just saying all that, I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense to me that when you're stressed, these like yeah. physical impacts yeah, happen. Just to build. My thing would be yeah. like, why is the body designed in a way to be like, ah, we're stressed, you know, just to build on make the body weaker. Just to build on that, when you're, in the fight or flight state and you're in the str- let's just call it the stress response your body also releases something called pro-inflammatory cytokines and that's sort of what plays into the cardiovascular risk it's this prolonged exposure to these pro-inflammatory cytokines when you don't need mm. uh, when there's no what are they harm for? tissue what's the, what's the function for them uh, to um, cause inflammation in areas that need well, inflammation so in when you're injured for example they go to those injured mm-hmm. areas okay but so, to like to increase blood flow there uh i can't speak to that uh like why would you why, why would you want increased inflammation in, in an area you're right i believe it would be for blood I want flow increased mm. inflammation in my dick oh wow <laughs> but yeah so Cialis. so yeah there's this thing that goes on with <laughs> pro-inflammatory cytokines that i believe um, it's something I I really hate to misspeak and because uh, I I haven't looked at this concept um, for a few months now, but it's something along the lines of they interact with the immune system and they die off. This guy's yawning. And they deposit so sorry, they sorry. deposit <laughs> in your arteries. Mm. And right. s- to speak specifically to the cardiovascular risk, that's um, a simplified explanation as to how sort of that happens where your arteries sort of get more crunched up and blood is harder to flow through them. Mm. And yeah, right. risk. Yeah. It's just, it's like a, the way you're describing it again of like the spinning plates thing of like you can only have so many spinning plates before shit starts to crash. Yeah. Makes more sense to me. Um, but there's still, there, but, like, but of course, yeah, exactly. Like it's, one of those things where it's, it's beneficial in the short term and it's meant to be a short term thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it makes me wonder in the sense of like from the evolutionary perspective of like, maybe in the future. There's almost a part of me that like, yeah, you would think by now or like soon, like it would evolve in a way of like, hey, we're going to like, you know, send you the alarm bells, but without like the cost inadvertently but, fucking you but, up. But the problem is, soon. I mean, I think he's I saying like, like in the distant future. I think he's saying now that now that there's no like imminent threat, like in the modern world, is at least like, there's no like you know imminent threat from lions or whatever. Like, yeah. it, like so, it's like that function that the, the that the nervous system originally, or, like the sympathetic nervous system originally served. Like, it, we don't have to apply all that energy to like, oh, if you're stressed about homework or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's misattributing. Sure. Or even yeah. if it maybe, was, maybe even if the stressors be... were still there, it's like, can we do this in a way mm. that like sends the alarm bells but without adding you know the extra but, plates that well, need to be the problem, there's a whole thing. research field um dedicated to manipulating your mm. sympathetic nervous system and it, it can simply be done with through breathing you can right. um increase so the opposite of sympathetic the sympathetic Nor- nervous system is the parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system yeah. and that's your scientists coin it like rest and digest mm. phase and through taking, through paced breathing, you can 
have higher levels of that parasympathetic activation mm. and effectively minimize your sympathetic activation. So there's like I know you're saying, oh, your body should evolve, but we st- we have tools. We can do things to do. Like yeah. scientists are discovering tools that allow us control of our um, mm. body, for lack of a better word. Mm. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. The science, science of stress. Si- science topic. Science I'm topic. I'm I'm gonna do more of these Please. science topics, but I I have uh, ones that I think you guys will be more engaged with in the future. Mm. One that I'm saving for Malcolm because I was gonna do the one mm. if he was gonna come. I was gonna do a different one, but mm. right. It is mm. what it is. Too bad. So sad. What a dummy. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for this. Yeah. This kind of goes slightly similar. Like I have a topic. I guess it could be tackled from a scientific approach and maybe i'll look into that slightly before i do it someday but i would do it maybe in a more like just like broad kind of off the cuff sense Mm -hmm. um but like kind of in a slightly similar vein um but we'll get to that someday anyways anyways thanks for listening please like comment and subscribe please like comment do all the things check out the instagram check out the tiktok we've been doing uh we didn't Good say like comment subscribe there. in the beginning. We I did know, not. I flubbed it. Damn. Um, Is it not in the script? No, I forget if I added it or not. No. But anyways, yeah. So we've been, you know, we've been doing some, we've been doing the social stuff. We got some, uh, you know, things in the works. Hopefully, in the not too distant future. And uh, so, yeah, stay tuned. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Good night. Good morning. Maybe. Guten Morgen. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're depending on where you are in the world or when you're, you're listening. Yeah, to it. maybe you're listening to this at you know six in the morning and you're waking up for your shit job um you know who knows why do you like to attack our listeners (laughs) what's wrong with you i like to keep them on their toes you know anyways goodbye thank you